Uh, cool. What are we? Are we doing running backs? Running yeah, back yeah. last. No, running back. no running back. We liked. Oh, running back we liked. I just get confused because right, Frank, Frank's bringing up Joe Mixon, so I, I just get a bit confused. I <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, right, you gotta bring your senior shall am. Me. All right. All right. Fair enough. When the camera's on, I get nervous doing it. Get cash shy. Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? Welcome back to the show. I'm joined by Frank and Andrew tonight. Uh, we've got a big show ahead for you guys today. We're doing the our, uh, our favorite running backs to uh, take in our fantasy football drafts this season. Uh, kind of going to go through the ADPs, uh, feel like where they're going their best values and why, um, and and yeah, we what if you draft one of these guys, you should be laughing at the rest of your um league mates. Um, Frank, how are we today? Yeah, I'm doing well, Shah. It's good to be uh on the pod chatting running backs, going through uh you know all the important information as far as a running back position goes. Guys that we're trying to draft, like you said, guys of value that we really like. Um, there's no value in us telling you that Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler are going to be really good for fantasy. You guys know that already. Um, so there's going to be guys that we want to make sure that we're not leaving our drafts without. Um, Andrew, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, fellas. Thanks for thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I hate running backs this year. It's such a gross situation. Like it just feels like it falls off quicker than usual. Like after Tony Pollard, I'm like not interested anymore. And it's like, I don't know seven decent running backs um but you know we're here to talk we're here to help the listeners and uh that's what we're here to do so follow us on the twitter at the fb addicts instagram at the fantasy addicts give us a five-star rating if you love charlene's beautiful voice and takes and um let's get into it so boys who wants to kick us off with their must draft running back for 2023 Oh, I kicked off the show, so let me go first with my uh my favorite running back of this year's draft. I completely agree with Andrew though. Um, just just a uh a side note. I I I am very anti running back this season. Uh, it's probably the first time since I started playing fantasy football I've been so off them. Like normally when people talk about that, you know, uh, wide receiver, um. You know, heavy draft. I always kind of been against it because I feel like you need a, uh, a a workhorse running back to be able to compete. But I think this is the first season I, I if you went first like seven rounds without drafting one, I, I can see your team still being really really good. Um, but to kick off the our favorite running backs, my favorite running back is a rookie running back taken in the first round. Um, one of the top tip. Top picks of the first round this year, uh, and it's not Bijan Robinson. 
uh, hate to break it to you guys. It's uh, it's Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I really, really like where he's being drafted this year. He's honestly not being drafted too much at a value. I think that he's kind of getting drafted at his worst case, in my opinion. So he's getting dra- drafted as the running back 12 in the third round. And I think that if you take back-to-back wide receivers, um, stack those you know, top 10 wide receivers up, um, in your first two rounds, and then back it up as your running back as Jameer Gibbs. I just think that his floor is so high with how many passes he's going to, uh, sorry, receptions he's going to rack up um, throughout the year. Um, and if anything happens to you know David Montgomery, he he will be kind of the the full time back there. They've they've talked about how he's going to play in the slot, and to be honest with Jamison Williams, um, having the suspension, uh. And then even without Jamison Williams, the next guy up is uh, Marvin Jones. So their their wide receiver core is, is pretty pretty uh pretty pretty rough. So I think that Jameer Gibbs, you know, having f- at least a floor of fifty targets, I think is uh, definitely you know something that uh, in his range of outcomes. And I think that if he can um, put some you know outlier games where he has some breakaways. You know, so that he does get a goal line carry or two in a game uh, instead of Monty. I think that if if he can score eight to ten touchdowns on top of you know how many receiving yards and uh, and catches he's going to receive, I think that RB twelve is is his floor. And if he is a top top eight running back, I, I think that's a that's a huge value getting in the the third round. Uh, so my my favorite running back is is Gibbsy. I like it, Shah. I really do. I think the way you go about it, you spoke about run, you know, running backs that get targets out of the backfield. Like you mentioned 50 targets. I think it could even be being conservative. Like he's someone who could realistically have 50 catches. You mentioned Jamison Williams not being there for the first six games. Um, obviously, TJ Hawkinson was traded last season. They've brought in Sam Laporta um, at tight end, but he's a rookie tight end. It's going to take some time to, you know, develop and get acclimatized to the, the system. It's Armin St. Brown and no one else in the passing game. So I think, you know, he's only going to have 50 catches and running backs that have 50 catches finish as, you know, not just top 10 running backs, but realistically they have upside finishes, top five running backs. Um, so he's a really, really good value where he's going off in drafts. You know, he's going behind guys like Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, obviously Jonathan Taylor now that that situation sort of come to the forefront as well. Josh Jacobs, who we don't know if he's playing or not. Guys that carry a significant amount more risk um, than what Jameer Gibbs is going to give you, especially with how heavily involved in the passing game he's going to be. Well, everyone loves Bijan because he's a first-round pick. But what about Gibbsy? Like, where's his love, man? Like, exactly. Yeah, because nah. he's not as big. He's little. Yeah, like us. No, but the Lions clearly wanted to use DeAndre Swift in the DeAndre Swift role, which is you know good on the ground, good in the red zone, good in the pass game. But for some reason, they just hated him, so they just immediately replaced him with a good DeAndre Swift. So, um, yeah. Love it. Great pick. But Swifty's going to be great for Philly, isn't he, Frank? Go then, oh, big well, Apparently he is. I My expectations were pretty low, to be honest. But <laughs> the report's out that he's doing really well and they're going to use him all over the field. Look at that old chestnut. Yeah, he's using him everywhere. Best um, shape of his no, life. He must be like the running back one, apparently. Did, that's did that's not my the, words, okay? I'm not the, making this up. 
Then you see him on the kick return team. <laughs> In the preseason. Yeah. Frank, do you want to go with yours or do you want me to kick it off? Uh, I can go with mine because I know there were some few choice words um, between recordings and, you know, a bit of rumblings around the uh, the podcast group chat um, about my selection for my must-draft running back this season. And I said to the listeners, I'm not going to, you know, go for some like low hanging fruit and tell you to draft Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, um, Bijan Robinson. What an absolute hero I would be if I did that, listeners. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to find you some value in the later rounds, not super late, but your middle ra- middle rounds. And to be honest, if your middle round players can deliver what these high end, high draft pick players can give you then you're one massive step closer to winning your fantasy championship. Um, it's where you can pick guys that are, you know, are going in the, you know, running back two, wide receiver two, and guys that can then elevate themselves to be running back ones and running back twos. So the player I've got is Cincinnati Bengals running back, Joe Mixon. For the majority of the off season, whether it was off field allegations or whether it was, you know, contract negotiations and, you know, whether it's going to be cut or whether he's going to take a pay cut, traded, whatever it might be. They restructured his deal. They got it done. He looks like he's may even be secure in his job next season, potentially. But let's just look at this season. They've moved on from Samar JP, Ryan. He's now in the Denver Broncos. Joe Mixon finishes the running back 10 last season. He's now being drafted as a running back 15. Why is there a disparity then? We, to be honest, he probably underperformed last season. And I I know the first thing Andrew and Charlene are going to tell me is what about his 50-point game where he had like 1,700 touchdowns and 300 yards? He still had that, and that won you the week. Obviously, that means less for you in a dynasty league, but it means a whole lot for you in a redraft league. In the middle of the season, those wins are so valuable. Um, So Joe Mixon is someone that he's going to get very steady um, workload. He's going to get, you know, 200 plus carries. He's going to get 75 to 50 targets, was heavily involved in the passing game last season, caught 60 balls. He only scored nine touchdowns. The year before, he scored 16. If he finds himself somewhere in the middle of those two numbers again, um, he's going to be, you know, not just the running back 10, but he's someone who can be the running back six, running back seven, running back eight. Um, Regardless of what you think of him as a player, he's going to see tremendous volume in this offense, and the offense is as good as any other in the NFL. Go ahead, Charlie. I want to hear <laughs> you go for it. Uh, um, it's it's weird because uh, I'm a you know a big Bengals guy. Love all all the Cincy Bengals. Uh, they're my boys. But uh, I don't know this guy. Just he has such a stink about him that uh, I. Uh, it really annoys me. I, I think it's just because he's kind of got that um, that vibe that he's supposed to be a lot better than he is because of the offense that he's in. Like you'd think that because uh, no team can stack the box against the, these Bengals, especially when you got T Higgins and Jamar Chase, you know, fully healthy, and he still can't really capitalize. Like he 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 has you know giant big games here and there last season, but Majority of the the season, he was extremely inefficient. I uh, ended off the season at you know three point nine yards a clip. Um, so I, I 
I get where Frank's coming from, you know, where he's getting drafted, RB15. He was the running back 10. But I don't think anyone was was happy when they, they had Joe Mixon on their team last year. And I can't see, unless he has 16 touchdowns, you're, you're going to be very happy with him. There's not much, in my opinion, like a, a, a ceiling for him unless he can, you know, actually capitalize on these touchdowns. I watched so many Bengals games. There were so many times he was in, you know, the red zone, for, even in the five, and he, could, he couldn't get in. I don't know whether it's him or if it's the O-line. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess it's, it's one of those seasons where you just don't get in, you know, Dalvin Cook had one, you know, two, two years ago. So it wouldn't surprise me if he, he came back out this year and he scored 15 times. Uh, and then he's got, you know, the, the pass catching ability with those dump offs. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's got a nice floor, uh, but I just don't, I just don't think that he has uh, a very high upside of, of finishing within the, you know, top top seven, top eight running backs, that in in my opinion. Yeah, I just don't think he's any good. That that's all I'll say. Um, oh, fair enough. I'm just watching him. He does. He's lost all juice. Um, as Charlene said, like Zeke. I'm telling you, Zeke two point He's fat but, ass. But Zeke was, to be fair to Frank, he yeah. was fantasy relevant. I know, but I I personally just don't want to put myself through that. Um. I've agreed with everything we've all said on the pod so far. I just, I can't get behind this one, Frank, but you could be wrong. So let's make it interesting. RB 15 or better, you win. RB 16 or worse, I win. We betting. Jeremy. Points Mixon. per game. Oh, you want the points per game. Points no, per well, game. like the points per game could hurt me, but the points per game just takes out the injury risk. Like if someone gets injured, oh, I'd lose by default. Oh, yeah, if if you want, we can do that. All right, put it no, on. He's going to finish better than James Conner, and you took that bet with Joel. So did I. Do you want to bet me, James Conner versus Joe Mixon, straight up? Oh, yeah, can I have that? Can okay. I have that? That's basically the same bet. If you've already made that one. All right, let's do it. I'm all in on James. All right, let's go. Put it on the list. And How much, 20? Yeah. yeah, we'll do 20. Um, And what a segue. Yeah, in James Connor. <laughs> this yeah. man loves him. What a segue to my must draft running back, James Connor, Arizona Cardinals. Um at least he's put his money where his mouth is. I like it, Andrew. Go for it's it. It's true, that's true. I'm all in on him. I don't I just got a feeling. It's Andy's instincts. Let's go. Um there's nobody there. And contrary to Joe Mixon, James Connor looked good last year, involved in the past game, doesn't need a top seven quarterback to help him. He gets it done with shit, uh, Frank, and he's going to again. He beat cancer. He was a successful human being with two first names. There's not many of them out there. Um, I just, I know people are going to say the Cardinals are bad. The O-line's bad. The whole team's bad. And maybe you don't want the running back on the arguably the worst team in football. Like that is a complete argument and it could fall in my face but I just think he's got so much outs like he's he's gonna get six to eight touchdowns he's gonna catch a lot of balls he's gonna get dump offs he's gonna be in on all three downs work or work or size um they're not rolling out Keontae Ingram as much as everyone thinks they are um 
and who else is there besides Hollywood Brown? No one. Like, he's probably their second best player. Um, Yeah. Damian Pierce worked last year, and he was on the worst team in football. James Connor worked last year, and they were pretty bad. So um, I think he has potential to be top 15 running back just by default, just by volume alone. And I think he's got a couple more years left. So that's that's my James Conner case. Um, but, I mean, you don't have to be as in on him as I am, and I think he's going to be that good. But he's going off the board at RB26. And, you know, in pick 80, um, I think he beats that anyway. So, yeah, that's my James Conner case. You don't have to be as in on him as me, but if you, you know, get get yourself a good running back early, then fade the position, lock up good quarterback play, good tight end play, some juicy receivers, and then, you know, come back with James Conner as your RB2. I think it's fine. I, I like that build. That's how I'm attacking drafts this year. Um, yeah, running back twenty six. That's great value, Andrew. I got I didn't realize he was going that late. To be honest, obviously I'm not in on him as much as you are. You know, Joe Mixon, absolutely my boy. But uh, you know, running back twenty six. That's a gimme. I think that is a layup as far as you know getting value. And like you said, if you can land him as your running back two, you got some juicy receivers, really good tight end quarterback play. Um, you're looking pretty good. So I really rate the pick, Andrew. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't. I don't have an argument against it. I honestly think that if Kyler is not healthy, it actually benefits uh, James Conner. I think that you know, um, uh, even when Kyler comes back, he's not really going to run straight away. But James Conner was way better when Kyler Murray went down. Uh, I think he, because they kind of you know uh, uh, funneled the offense through James Conner and try to work off that and their defense, it's not going to work as much as as. You know they tried to do last season, uh. With but when they have a a backup QB and he's it, their backup QB sucks, um. It, it, either the two two choices that they have there, um. They 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 have to dump it down. They have to run the ball. They can't let their defense kind of come onto the the field. Like they they're tanking, but they're not going to come into every game and you know just completely quit straight away. That's not really how it works. So like it, I'm looking at it. At last season, you know, after he come back from injury, right after he come back from injury, Kyler was gone except for the first game uh, against Seattle. So after that, so he finished RB20 with Kyler Murray. Then he went RB5, RB14, RB4, RB4, RB12, RB5, and RB15. Um, that that RB5 and 15, that was in your, you know, cha- championship weeks. Um, the only thing that's stopping James Conner from, from you know, being any good is is getting injured. You know he is a an older running back. Uh, he's twenty eight. Uh, but you know if if he does play, you know a good chunk of the season, I honestly think that you're getting a very great value there. And if you think about it, like me and Andrew don't really agree with with Frank, but it let's let's pretend you know you you go into your draft and you go receiver receiver, then you hit uh Gibbsy, then you go tight end i don't know i think it's kittle and then after that you go mix in and connor like that's a great that's a great draft um so like if if you if you guys listening to to all these you know busts and and uh our favorite players in the draft like if you just we're, we're not picking the same guys in, in the same round so it's if you if you if you do go off you know the value and stuff like that i honestly think you can kind of really 
uh, do do really well. Like even if it's not a tight end, even if it's one of those quarterbacks that we we love so much, you know, uh, Fields, uh, Lamar, if he drops down to the fourth round or something like that, and like it's it's uh it's like we we uh we're making a good uh good little team here with our our picks. So if if you do go down the 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 numbers and and you do it like that, I honestly feel like does anyone disagree that that's an awesome team? No, it's a hundred percent the way I'd like to go and approach my draft. You know, like I I'd said, you know, Mark Andrews, someone I'm keen on. Like we've mentioned last episode, um, no, definitely a really really good draft strategy, Shah. I'm around you. Fantasy football is easy when you're listening to the fantasy addicts. That's, that's how it goes. Um, yeah, we got so much money. We actually just do this professionally and just take money off kids on DraftKings so they're using their parents' ID. Exactly. That's how we fund this this podcast, just by winning on DraftKings. Um, 25 seconds, James kind of cost me last year, Frank, to absolutely demoralize you in the fantasy playoffs. Remember that? That was good. Yeah, it was very depressing. Charlene's even more upset than me. He still uh, talks about it weekly. Every time I didn't I even, I I didn't even I get a Matty Barbs. I didn't get a chance to get a piece of Charlene. He's just let Matty Barbs do all the work. It's crazy. <laughs> like I wouldn't be as sad as I am if you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If he had beaten you, you would have been in the, the grand final and that would have been even worse. Yeah, I guess, but it was um, so lackluster team, when my, just... yeah, my team was so dominant throughout the whole season. Yeah, man. it's gonna be awesome when it's a Frank and Joel grand final. God, it's gonna be prime time. It's, a be lot like, of it's, court, a bomber. it's like if the Bombers play Collingwood in a grand final. That's what it's gonna be like. Prime uh, time. It we will must be... watch television. The talk will be great. It will. Um, <laughs> it'll be so personal too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Target those running backs once again, Jimmy Gibbs, Joe Mixon, James Connor. Obviously, we love Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, CMC, but we Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, he he's another one we're all in on. But um, you know, we try to give you some value down later in your drafts. So um, yeah, hit those players and win fantasy football titles. Um, Frank Shalim, any last comments before we get out of here? I've got nothing else other than make sure you're following the podcast on the Twitters or on X um, at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Yeah. Ooh.